Welcome to the Do Life and a Body You Love podcast. I'm Nikki O'Day, and we are going to talk about any and every topic that will get you showing up bigger and bolder in your life. Weight loss, relationships, mindset, it's all on the table. It may not come out real PC, but if you're sick of motivational rah-rah talks that don't lead to any real change in your life, then you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. What is up, my beautiful do life in a body you love chicks? You're getting pajama Nikki today because I just have all this stuff in my brain and I just wanted to hurry up and rattle it out before it left because mom brain and that happens, right? So hopefully this comes out making some good sense and it helps some of you out. And here's what I want to talk about today. So I think a lot of times the stress and anxiety and negative emotions that we feel don't actually come from the things that we're experiencing, but more from the way that we are responding to those experiences. And I am not a psychologist or some philosopher. Okay. So this is just Nikki think maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. You guys can let me know what you think, but my basis on this is in part founded in in stuff that we know to be true. So for instance, when two people experience the same traumatic event, let's say, um, they respond in different ways, right? And so some people can face something that is fearful for them and it can almost be therapeutic, like exposure therapy, right? But if you expose somebody to that same stressor and they're not on board with doing it. They don't want to do it. They didn't voluntarily do it. It actually makes it worse. Okay. So two people, same phobia, same exposure, very different response. And what's the difference? One was a willing participant (laughs) and the other one was just being tortured by their friend who threw a spider at them, even though they hate spiders. Like, I don't know, whatever. So that's a very like subtle version of what I kind of want to dive into here. This has come up for me through multiple conversations with friends and just kind of like watching how people are interacting with different things that are happening in our world. And it seems like the people I see who are experiencing the most anxiety and stress, they don't have it any worse than anybody else. But there's a couple of things that I see that are common thought processes that they have. Okay. So number one, is that they expect to experience no pain or suffering. Or not that they expect to not experience it, but they're just trying really, really hard to not experience it. And so this might sound weird because you're like, well, who wants to experience pain and suffering? Nobody wants to experience that. Most people don't seek it out. I mean, I guess some people do, but most people don't seek it out. But some people are so terrified of any negative experience, negative emotion, anything that's uncomfortable happening to their children, to themselves, to their family. And then when things inevitably happen, it is a bigger catastrophe for them where some people are like, yeah, life's going to suck sometimes and you roll with it. Right. And then those people can kind of roll with the punches. The other part that I see is being a control freak. And as a recovering control freak or attempting to recover control freak, (laughs) I can relate to this one, okay? So this is like thinking that you have some sort of magical power to prevent bad things from happening. That 
all pain and suffering in the world is somehow preventable, that it could be mitigated if I would have done something different or if this group of people would have did something different or if so-and-so would have just stepped in and intervened, like all tragedy is preventable. And so when we are thinking in those grandiose terms, we have these unrealistic expectations of what is possible in life. And this leads to spinning out, right, about and trying to like control every situation and make sure that there's no pain and suffering experience. And at one point, we've got to like stop back and go, okay, that's not even possible. And, and this isn't to be nihilistic and go, well, we live in a world of pain and suffering, so F it. Let's just let the dice fall where they may. That's not what I'm saying. We should always be doing our best to live a great, fruitful life, to protect the weak and the innocent and all of these things. But, and now I'm going to have to speak from a Christian's perspective here, because this is my worldview. To me, understanding that God is in control of everything and that we live in a fallen world. So what does that mean? A, I can't control all outcomes. That is not possible. It is not possible for any human being to control all outcomes. And we're more attempting to control things in a very rigid manner. There's a difference between planning and doing and trying to make outcomes be better for your life, right? That's smart and wise, but it's another when it's coming from like this fear of experiencing any sort of pain and suffering and trying to manipulate and control all circumstances and thinking that that's even possible. It's not possible. That is our own pride and ego. If we think that we could control those things or our own aversion to experiencing anything negative. And I think I'm making this up here, but I think maybe that's getting a little bit worse for humanity because we do have it so good now. Like, I know everybody thinks that the world is like falling apart, right? And every generation thinks that. The sky is falling, the end is near, things are getting so much worse. But if we look back with a historical perspective, and y'all know I ain't even good at history, okay? So if I'm saying this, look out, better fact check me. But uh, if we look back throughout human history, we're actually becoming less violent of a species. There is less poverty, there is less starvation, there is less like plague type things going on um, because we have better medicine and things like that. So yes, we did just experience COVID. Okay. But that was like the first time we had anything in a really long time. And it still wasn't nearly as bad as like the black plague. Right. So in general, things are actually getting better, but our exposure to like negative stories and things like that is greater because news travels faster. Okay. So we live in this kind of like crazy paradox where Things are actually easier for the average human right now, but they feel somehow worse. And it's like, how can that be? I don't fight for running water. I always have a clean water source. Now we can complain that there's too much fluorine in the water or, you know, whatever, but, but we have access to clean drinking water, right? We don't have to go out and find food every day. Food can show up on our porch when we push a button. Hello, how convenient right? We have to on purpose move our bodies to exercise them. Our ancestors didn't on purpose exercise. They had to move around to be able to live. We don't. We have to force ourselves to move around to be healthy and live longer. (laughs) So we have it really, really good. 
But now we are almost in this paradox where it's like, we have it so good. I think almost we're just like not used to like pain and suffering on a daily basis anyways. And so now we're just afraid to experience any of it. I don't know. Does that make sense? Do you guys think that's right? I have no idea. But this is just kind of what I see happening. And so here's a few things that I think we need to put back in check so that we can like ease up the anxiety and get a better perspective of what we should even be expecting in life. And then I think that actually makes us happier. I think being realistic, having realistic expectations instead of like toxic positivity where everything's just going to be magical and great because guess what? That doesn't happen. And then when it doesn't happen, we're crushed, right? It's kind of like you want your children to have like these little life instances of disappointment so that they don't become adults who don't know how to handle disappointment. You want your children to experience conflict with their peer group so that you can coach them on the appropriate way to behave in that conflict and how to problem solve and reach reach resolution. So it's not that we don't want, it's not that we want our children to experience pain and suffering and fighting with their peers and all this and that, but like everything is an opportunity for growth, right? Well, it's kind of the same for us. Like we're expecting to just like live in this bubble and that bubble bursts. It feels very traumatic, even though the experience itself might not even be like, crazy, right? So number one is just recognizing that we live in a fallen world and we are all going to experience pain and suffering. Duh. I've already talked about that. Right. But this is that whole, like life's not fair. I don't deserve this. Um, there's all this injustice and I'm not saying that there's not, and that things aren't unfair and that we shouldn't work to balance the scales. We absolutely should, but also recognizing that part of the human experience is unfortunately pain and suffering, it's not even necessarily a bad thing, right? Because in order to experience joy and happiness and love, we have to know what the opposite of that is. If everything were just bland and life were just easy for all of us all the way through, we wouldn't experience the positive emotions because we've never even experienced the negative emotions. Like we almost need those oppositions to fully embrace when things are really, really great. And when things really, really suck, I'm not saying that you like enjoy it, but you just like recognize that like, yep, this is life just happening to me again. Okay, what am I going to do with it? I can't control everything that happens to me, right? But I can choose how I respond in these moments and recognize that maybe I can change this outcome And maybe things are just happening to me that are outside of my control, but I can change the way I respond and the way that I view it. So that was number two. It's just recognizing that like, "Eh, I'm going to experience pain and suffering. So are my kids. So are my family. This is the way that the world actually works. And then the third thing is recognizing that that's an opportunity for growth. Every terrible thing that happens. And I'm, and again, I'm not saying like, bring on the shit storm. Absolutely not but we can always look back in hindsight and learn something. Something in us is growing if we use it that way. If we don't go into it feeling like a victim, if we don't go into it feeling like we've been wronged, it's super terrible things happen that are traumatic. Obviously that's different, but I mean like the subtle painful things that we experience in life. Right. And it's like, okay, well, what can I do to better prepare myself or what in me 
like grew through that? Did I, what did I learn about myself? Like maybe nothing actually good comes out of it other than the fact that you realize like, oh, I did that. I lived through that terrible thing and I didn't die. I'm actually pretty awesome. I'm stronger than I thought. Or my faith with God grew in that shitty circumstance. Yes, I got to get my cussing under control, especially if I'm going to talk to you guys about God, right? And then the fourth thing is like picking your hard. Like life is going to be hard. We can't control all outcomes. We cannot. If you are chasing after that, your whole life's going to suck. It, it doesn't even matter how amazing your life is. You may be in the best shape of your life, very financially blessed, have an amazing spouse, have beautiful children, have all of the things. You got the boat, you got the things, right? And if you're chasing after controlling all outcomes and preventing all pain and suffering, your life is going to feel like a shit storm even if like your life is amazing. So letting go of all of that, but then what things can we control? So if you have to pick your hard, which hard do you want to pick? It's kind of like at the beginning of when you're watching Hulu, Hulu asks you, which ad experience do you want? Listen, Hulu, the ad experience that I want is no ads. Why do you still interrupt me all the time and make me watch two minutes worth of ads? But at least they're like letting you pick. Hey, you're going to suffer through this for this whole entire show. But do you want this ad experience or that ad experience? Okay, so where are those opportunities in your life where you can dictate what the outcomes are going to be? And then choose your actions wisely. So we'll use health because that's the one that's easier for me, right? It's always front and center in my brain. The easy route that reduces immediate pain and suffering is to not think about your health. If I'm living in the moment of giving myself whatever I want, immediate gratification with no like ability to delay for outcomes, and I just want to feel good, whatever, then I'm drinking, smoking, eating Cheetos. Like I'm not going to the gym. I'm not eating broiled chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when then what's the trade-off? So you can pick your heart. You can have a life where you don't really have to do a whole lot of planning and you get immediate gratification. And that is inevitably going to lead to pain and suffering down the road. 100%. People are like, well, I don't care because I don't care if I die young. Well, trust me, go ask any nurse. Death isn't the worst thing that happens to us when we don't take care of our bodies. Okay. Our bodies very, very slowly break down, which is such a great thing because this gives us leeway. We don't need to be perfect. It's also a bad thing because we don't get an immediate consequence. The immediate consequence is not clear other than maybe like a hangover if you party too hard, right? But for most of the things that we're doing when we're not making good choices for our body, it, the can is being kicked way down the road, right? Like the stroke, the dementia, the lack of mobility, the inability to get yourself up off of the toilet as you age, and then you have to like have assistance and those things are coming so far down the road that like, we don't think about them now, but so it's being intentional and picking your hard. It's not really that hard to make some better choices now that are going to help your body down the road, but it takes some thought, right? Picking your hard. Do you want to make more money when you're 18 years old and you're considering what your career options are? Maybe. Nothing sounds fun 
as a job. You're just like, I don't really care. I just want to be able to pay my bills. Okay, well, you're going to have to probably, in most cases, go to college, which means not making a lot of money for the next four years, paying a lot of money for the next four years, doing all these stupid classes that don't even pertain to what you're going to school for. This is not always true. You can be an entrepreneur. You can go to trade school, right? But I'm saying the main trade-off that people usually make Or you can go get a minimum wage job right now, make more than the person that's going to college because you have more time to work, but in 10 years down the road, who's better off, right? There's all of these trade-offs that all of us are constantly making. Those are the outcomes we should try to control. And even then recognizing stuff's just going to happen. Even the best laid plans God just laughs. I think sometimes like, oh, that's really not what we're going to do. That's so cute. How you thought that that's how your life was going to turn out. But you got to be fluid, right? You got to just like roll with the punches. And I am not saying that this is easy and I'm not trying to, please don't take this as though I'm trying to downplay any actually traumatic experiences that happen to people. I am aware that truly terrible things happen to people and I'm not downplaying those things at all. Um, but when we can just roll with the punches that life is throwing us and, and it's going to shake anybody for a minute, right? But get back in your faith. Who's in control? I I have to do this to myself all the time. Okay, Nikki, are you in control or is God in control? Well, I don't know what he's up to, but I guess I'm just going to have to roll with it and I'm going to have to make the best that I can out of this situation, right? So you can have your moment. This isn't to say never experience the negativity. In fact, what I'm saying is the opposite, actually. Like when something terrible happens, let yourself be sad. Let yourself have your moment. Just don't live there. Pick yourself back up. Do what you need to do. Get the resources. Get the help. If it's something terrible and you need counseling and you need loved ones and you got to reach out and you got to do these things, do it. If it's that you just need to course correct, well, then course correct. Everything that happens to us isn't like super final, right? Like most decisions that we make in life, there was an alternate course that we could have chosen. And if we pick wrong, we just go on the other path. Like, okay, option A didn't work. So let's try option B or something gets in your way of like what you thought was going to happen. And you just got to roll with it and course correct and like set goals, have expectations. That's fantastic then also roll with it if things don't go how you thought that they would instead of us having like this whole like, well, it didn't work out. The sky is falling. What am I going to do? It's like such a disastrous thing to us. If something jumps in our path or something that we view as bad happens, just like be ready for it, I guess is what my whole point of this random rambling is, is being in expectation that like, Okay, even if things are great right now, the shoe's going to drop. Just expect it and not to be all like negative Nancy about it and Eeyore and like, not like that. Okay. And not like, what's the point? Things are always outside of my control, blah, blah, blah. But can you like be solid? But can you like practice that whole concept of like letting go a little bit? Like letting, let go and let God, like all those silly things that we say, but it's so true, right? Like sometimes there's going to be a circumstance that's 100% outside of our control, 100%. 
and the more of an impact that it has on us or a loved one, the more that's totally going to suck. Like there's no getting around it. It's totally going to suck. It's also an opportunity for growth. It's also unavoidable. So if we're trying to play puppet master and tight, tight grip on all outcomes in life, this is when we start to feel like, well, why is everything going better for this other person when we're doing the same thing, the comparison thing, right? Or this isn't fair, or it also makes us really judgy. It makes us judgy of ourselves and it makes us judgy of everybody around us. Well, these people should have done this and it would have been different because we think the outcome could have been controlled. Sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes there is, and there's room for growth. And where could we have done things better? It's sometimes it's just the case that we live in a fallen world full of broken humans who are mostly trying their best, but we're all failing miserably at it. And we're just kind of running around trying to not mess things up the best that we can. And bad things still happen sometimes to really good people. And it's not always something that we could have personally done to prevent it. There's not always something that our friend could have personally done to prevent it. But if you catch yourself on a regular basis, sitting around any time that something bad happened and immediately pointing a finger and blaming, then you might fall into one of these categories of thinking that everything is preventable. Like all accidents can't be prevented, but this is where we get into helicopter parenting, right? Well, if I just have eyes on my child 24 seven, I can prevent pain and suffering. Now, not always. And when we think that all pain and suffering is avoidable, back to like the whole judgy thing, it makes it really easy to sit in hindsight and look at our own situation or somebody else's situation that we hear about, for instance, and go, well, this should have happened. This person should have done this, blah, blah, blah. And then this terrible thing wouldn't have happened. And it's like, well, hindsight's 2020. We know that we've heard that phrase, right? What does that mean? Well, it's really easy for you to sit on the sidelines and nitpick what somebody else should have done in that situation when you know what the outcome is. But was it very clear before and in the middle of that situation? Maybe, maybe not. But every human's just out there trying to do their best, right? I don't want somebody looking at all of my situations in hindsight and being like, well, she should have done this and that and the other. Typically, those of us who are very fast to judge other people and their situation and who's at fault, blah, 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 are also doing that to ourselves. So if you find that you're doing that to others often, you'll probably be doing that to yourself too. And that is a terrible thing to do to yourself because you can't know everything and how it's going to turn out. We're all just doing our best, make an educated guess and go with it. And your focus can't be on every single area of your life at all times. You can't foresee every single thing that's going to happen. Like accidents happen. Humans act in a way we don't expect. Like that's what makes life also exciting. It's also what makes life terrible, right? But it's also what makes life exciting. If we could just know everything, how it was going to play out and predict all outcomes and know how every human was going to respond to anything that we do, how boring, right? Like the spontaneity and the fun in life comes in the fact that we don't know. That also sets us up for some crappy experiences and we got to just take the good with the bad. And so I'm not really sure how... We break those thought patterns 
I don't have an answer for you, but I just wanted to bring it up and point it out and go, hey, are you maybe making some of your situations a little bit worse by having unrealistic expectations about what, what life is going to throw you or by trying to control everything. The controlling thing, that was the one for me. I don't think I had, um, I wasn't always trying to prevent all pain and suffering for myself, but then I was definitely doing that as a parent <laughs> because you just care so much about these little humans, right? And trying to control every little outcome. And then you got to take a step back and be like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not God. I don't get to, I don't get to play puppet master. I don't get to dictate every single thing. And you know what? It's still the, the bad things still suck, but it's also pretty freeing to put that aside and take that pressure off of yourself. How terrible to always feel like every bad thing around you could have been prevented by you or somebody else. That's heavy. That feels really heavy. If you're responsible for every bad thing around you and like, what can I have done differently? And your brain's never going to stop. Like you could play that game forever. So I guess my hope is just that in bringing this up, if you're currently spinning out about these things or being a little bit controlling or not able to roll with things when they happen, that maybe just opening up this conversation just brings a little bit of awareness, sheds a little bit of light and helps you roll through things a little bit easier. But I don't know. How's this one sit with you guys? Let me know. Do you Have you experienced any of this? Are you the control freak like I was? Or are you trying to prevent all anything that could be bad or anxiety provoking or anything like that? I'll reach out. I would love to hear how this one sits with you guys. And I'll pick something more upbeat for next week. Okay? <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. It is my mission to give women back the confidence that they need to show up bigger in their lives. Right now, the world more than ever needs women who are on fire and living their purpose. If you want to join me in this mission, there's a few things you can do. One, you can share this podcast with the women in your circle. Two, you can join me in my Facebook group, Simplified Fat Loss, or you can subscribe to my newsletter at NikkiOday.com. 